Hi there and welcome to the Natural Resources Wales podcast mini-series on flood risk management. My name's Kerry and Gingell and I work here at Natural Resources Wales. In this series you'll hear from the different teams who work together to reduce the risk of flooding to communities in Wales. This will give you a really good overview of what flood risk is, what we're doing to manage it in Wales and what impact the climate emergency is having on flood risk in Wales both now and in the future. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Natural Resources Wales Flood Risk Management mini-series. Today I'm joined by Gweno, Gwyn and Holly who work in our North Wales Operational Warning and Informing team. So welcome all and thanks so much for joining us. To start off, could you all please tell me a little bit about yourselves? So what's led to you being in this role and here in Natural Resources Wales? Well, thanks for having us. Um, I'm Gwyn. Um, so I've been working for Natural Resources Wales and the Environment Agency prior to that for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my undergraduate degree in physical geography at Bangor University. And then as part of my first year, I had to go on a four-week professional placement. Okay. Um, so I did this with the ecological appraisal team in the Environment Agency Wales at the time. Yeah. Uh, that was four weeks of Arctic fishing work and we were investigating salmon and trout populations. Mm. Um, following that placement, uh, I was fortunate to get um, a summer paid contract, did a lot more electric fishing work, but also given bathing water quality sampling. Did this for a few years before getting an opportunity to join uh, what was then called the Flood Incident Management Team as a Flood Awareness Wales Officer. Um, so that role primarily involved door knocking properties at risk of flooding, trying to get people to register to our flood warning service. Uh, as time went on, then I developed my skills and knowledge within the team, and I am now responsible for our duty officer and operation response procedures in Northwest Wales. That involves training that our duty officers as well. Mm. A few years ago, uh, we split from the Environment Agency. We became Natural Resources Wales. And then soon afterwards, our team name changed to Warning and Informing. Thank you, Gwen. That was uh, a very interesting um, path, sort of not not straight away into flood risk management, but kind of kind of went from, you know, watery type work and, and then into flood risk management. So, yeah, interesting to, to hear the sort of way that you've come into where you are now. Hi, Kerrianne. It's Gwen R here. I've been interested in the environment for a really long time, um, even establishing the Green Schools Group at my high school uh, and then going on to study environmental sciences at university in both Scotland and then on to the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Um, As part of my work experience um, for one of the university courses, I worked with Community Energy Wales and Aniogwen over in Bethesda. Um, when I was in my early teens, my uncle from the US came over for a visit and became somewhat upset at me because he thought climate change was fake oh. and I had been brainwashed. Oh dear. Uh, and I was pretty annoyed. Um, and so when it came time to pick my university degree, I just remembered being very, very frustrated and decided to do something about it. Yes. Kind of led on from there. Fair enough, I think. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hi, yeah. Um, yeah, I've worked for Natural Resources for nearly two years now. Um, I went to Aberystwyth University and I completed both my undergraduate degree and postgraduate degree. Uh, the first in physical geography and then my master's in environmental change, impact and adaptation. And then after university, I relocated to Exeter for a little bit and I worked at the Met Office for two years, 
Roger was training to be a meteorologist. Oh, cool. Following that, I then applied for the role in the warning and informing team at Natural Resources Wales. I just wanted to be more involved with people, seeing how these warnings affected communities and if there's anything that can be done to help them before and after flooding events. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Holly. Um, So you've all got really interesting backgrounds. Can you perhaps tell me a little bit then about the warning and informing team and the work that you do there? Yeah, of course. Uh, The warning and informing team is responsible for making sure the public and anyone responding are ready for the possibility of flooding. We work to set up and maintain a flood warning service for the properties that are considered to be at risk of uh, both, you know, river and coastal flooding. Yeah. My role specifically involves improving the flood warning service for the communities within North East Wales and parts of Mid Wales along the Rivers Seven, Burnley and Team. I then have an on-call role too, where I'm on the North East Flood Warning Duty Officer Rota, which means I issue the flood alerts and warnings to the communities along the Allen, Cloyd, Elwy and Galley catchments and the North Wales coast from the D Estuary to the east coast of Anglesey. Yeah, um, we are also responsible for preparing, planning and coordinating Natural Resources Wales's response to flood incidents and uh, following this, conducting post-warning analysis, contributing to the improvement of our guidance and the training of our duty officers, constantly trying to improve the service that we provide. Yeah. Uh, my goal, similar to Holly's really, uh, involves improving the flood warning service uh, for North West Wales and the River Dee. Uh, I also have an on-call goal. Uh, so I'm a uh, foot warning duty officer on the northwest uh, side, um, primarily covering Anglesey, Gwynedd, Conwy, uh, parts of North Ceredigion, and then the West Anglesey, Sin Peninsula and Cardigan Bay coastlines. Brilliant. So um, my role's a bit different to Gwyn's and Holly um, and involves dealing with the flood warning system and making sure people are registered to receive warnings. Uh, Some communities in North and Mid Wales have developed community flood plans, which help them uh, become a bit more resilient to flooding. And part of my job is supporting these. Um, Similar to Gwen Holly, I do have an on-call role. Uh, This is for being an assistant flood warning duty officer. Um, And I issue messages uh, generated by flood warning duty officers like Holly and Gwen. And I send them out to everyone who needs to receive them uh, via the flood warning system. Uh, We have several incident management roles relating to flooding across north and parts of mid Wales. As a team, we coordinate these rotors and um, their plans on how to respond to flooding. Being on rotor is bit difficult, (laughs) difficult work and requires you to be available at any time when you're on call. Um, and I'm sure Gwyneth Holly can agree, we've been woken up every hour of a day of oh. day and night. <laughs> um, and honestly, just got to say, I think the weather gets worse when I'm on call. It knows. <laughs> it, knows. <laughs> it just knows and it's not kind to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you perhaps explain then um, how exactly we warn and inform the public about potential flooding? So we warn and inform the public about potential flooding through our flood warning system, which is a huge database of addresses and flood warning maps um, that show properties that are deemed to be at risk of flooding. We send out messages via the flood warning system to tell the public that flooding is possible or expected. And this message can come as a phone call, a text message or an email, depending on what that person has chosen um, is more convenient for them. 
That's great. So you can choose whether to receive it as a phone call or a text message or, or whatever. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Not everyone wants to, uh, you know, receive phone calls um, no. or text messages. They may not even have a mobile. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are three levels of warning um, with the lowest level being a flood alert, which just means that flooding is possible and you should be prepared. Uh-huh. We issue flood alerts when we believe flooding of low-lying agricultural land and roads is likely, but not property flooding. Okay. Um, We go up a level and we have the flood warning, which means that flooding is expected and immediate action is required. We issue flood warnings when we think properties are likely to flood. Yeah, that makes sense. And finally, um, we'd have the severe flood warnings, which means that um, there is like a severe flooding and danger to life. Um, Events that necessitate a severe flood warning are rare, but can and have happened. Yeah. Yeah. um, Some people come to us to register their details uh, to receive these warnings, um, but other people can get registered automatically by their phone provider. Um, these people, we don't uh, get to see their contact details, uh, but they will still receive the message uh, whenever uh, we issue these messages. Okay. Um, information on issued messages can be found on our website as well, and you can also hear it on the phone by calling Floodline. So that number is uh, 0345-988-1188. Um, there are around 40,000 properties located in flood warning areas, and that's only within, within our patch uh, that we cover in North and Mid Wales. And around three quarters of these have their details registered on the flood warning system. Obviously, we'd like everyone to be registered. Yes, absolutely. The more people that are registered, the, the more people you can warn. So, um, yes, I think people who aren't registered, they can um, do that through our website, can they? Yeah, through the website, yeah. phone floodline. Yeah, Great. many ways to do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So um, now that we've heard about the flood warning service and the system um, and how that's used to warn communities of potential flooding, um, perhaps you could explain a little bit more about how it actually works then? Yeah, of course. Um, we provide a flood warning service to each flood warning area. We create these by reviewing if that specific area is at risk from flooding. And we do this by looking at the Flood Risk Assessment Wales map, which I'm sure you would have heard of in a previous episode and you can access it through the links in the show notes. That's right, yeah. We start by working with other teams to coordinate all the different aspects that allow us to provide a flood warning service. We utilise specialist telemetry equipment installed at numerous locations across Wales to gather the data. Mm. This data is then used to develop models, giving us an idea of how rivers and the sea can react to different conditions. The outcome of this modelling work then allows us to set certain thresholds or levels which our duty officers can use to issue these flood alerts and warnings as described by Gwenor before. Mm-hmm. We also have flood forecasting models which our duty officers can use to issue messages. Each uh, of our flood warning areas has specific thresholds um, that have been developed and uh, when the river level or the coastal location reaches that, those uh, those set thresholds, uh, an alarm is sent out to the relevant area flood warning duty officer. These are the calls that are generated um, to us and wakes us up in the middle of the night. Ah, the ones um, that Gwen was the, the ones that Gwen was mentioned there that uh, that happen more when you're on duty. <laughs> unfortunately, yes, it does happen. Um, so when we get those calls, uh, the duty officer receives the alarm. They then make a decision if there's a need to issue a message. 
Um, they can either issue it straight away or, depending on the situation, they can monitor before making that decision. Uh, they then instruct the assistant foot warning duty officer, which is Gwenos goal, uh, to send a message on the foot warning system. That gets sent all, uh, out to all the registered customers as well as relevant organisations as well. Okay. Um, as was mentioned before, severe foot warnings are treated differently to foot alerts and foot warnings, mm. as the meaning of the message is danger to life. And because of this, uh, severe foot warnings are normally issued based on uh, on-site observations from colleagues, as well as people like the police and fire and rescue service. Oh, okay. So it's not sort of um, solely on computer systems. It's actually people there physically being able to see what's going on then. Yeah. When we generate the flood alerts and flood warnings, it's more to do with, you know, these th- set thresholds, we yeah. know of certain conditions. Severe flood warnings is very much linked to people. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So what can people do then to ensure that they are prepared for any potential flooding? Um, well, I mean, we mentioned one of the first things people should do if they live in an area prone to flooding is check if they can sign up to receive flood warnings. Yeah. Um, just send this message again and again. Um, so people, they can register to receive these warnings in a few days. They can go on the Natural Resources Wales website. They can phone Floodline, as we mentioned before. They can email uh, Natural Resources Wales or um, sometimes we can give them a paper sign up form to fill in. Okay. Um we send paper forms in places where we set up a new flood warning area. Okay. Um, we do know that some areas that have community flood plans and flood wardens or flood volunteers are proactive in promoting our flood warning services and getting people to register. Mm. Depending on their needs, we can support them with flooding literature and paper sign-up forms that they can distribute in the community. Okay. Um, so as well as information on how to receive flood warnings... Our website has a lot of additional information for people at risk of flooding. Yeah, This includes guidance on what to do before, during and after a flood, uh, live li- river levels and maps and services, how to find if your property is at risk of flooding from the sea, rivers or surface water. Yeah. Um, for communities who are at risk of flooding, we also have templates for community flood plans and information on what communities can do to prepare for flooding. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, but you you know, you can make sure you've always planned what to do in an emergency. A flood plan would take some of the pressure off yourselves, your family, and also, you know, the wider picture like your community during an already stressful time. Packing a flood kit mm. is also always a good idea. A flood kit should contain all the things you would need during and after a flood if you were affected and should be specific to your needs. So this could include things like first aid kit, medication and insurance documents. During the flood, you can check the levels of the river by using river levels online, as Gwenol mentioned. But remember to also keep a list of important phone numbers handy because, you know, you never know when it could come in. We have many leaflets on our website, which can help the public. If you have flood protection equipment, such as floodgates or air brick covers, you can put them in place to prepare. And also remember to turn off gas, electricity and water supplies and also move your car to higher ground. Yeah, that's um, it's, it's, it's an interesting point. It's sort of... Uh, one of those things that 
I suppose I'm lucky. I've never actually had to deal yeah. with the possibility of being flooded. So, but for me, it perhaps wouldn't have occurred to me to think about things like turning off your gas and your electricity and your water supply. But of course, that's so sensible to do. But it's, um, as I say, not something I perhaps would have initially thought Honestly, of. Honestly, I think so, we're on um, the same think, page yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Also, if you do receive a flood alert, you should consider preparing a flood kit monitor the river levels and even if you're a farm you should consider moving your livestock and equipment away from areas likely to flood the flood warning refers yeah. to potential property flooding so it's a good idea to prepare by moving family pets and valuables to a safe place and as we discussed then like turning off your gas electricity and water supplies and put it, putting in that flood protection equipment and then if you you know if mm. you do receive a severe flood warning you should stay in a safe place with means of escape and be ready to leave your home and cooperate with the emergency services yeah. And so what happens then if flooding does occur? What what do we do and how do you respond and help those affected? Well, flooding can be a very stressful and scary situation to people, especially if uh, if they're not prepared or aren't get to, to receive warnings from mm-hmm. us. Um, when flooding occurs, we have a range of duty officers that will respond based on their role. So the flood warning duty officer will issue the flood alerts, the flood warnings and the severe flood warnings and send these to the assistant flood warning duty officer. And as Gwena mentioned, they will put these details in, uh, onto the flood warning system. Um, we also pass information on to what we call the flood incident duty officer and the assistant flood incident duty officer. Um, the flood incident duty officer, their role is to deal with incidents reported by members of the public, uh, such as things like uh, fallen trees that may be blocking rivers, for example. Okay. Uh, and com- yep, and, and they, o- they also communicate with flood wardens or flood volunteers through the community flood plans that have been set up in, in various communities. Mm. The assistant flood incident duty officer role uh, primarily involved with organising uh, predetermined operation response. So this is normally to manage uh, our assets, um, the assets that, that we deal with uh, within our remit. Mm. Uh, and this can include things such as checking and clearing trash screens, installing demountable defences and attending pumping stations if required during flood events. So it's the more kind of operational side of it then, I suppose, of making sure that those things are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Exactly. They, uh, you know, when we have these defences in place, they're there to do to do a job, yeah. to do a role in in helping um, prevent flooding. And yeah, there are certain things that we do go out and check. Yeah. 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 And then after a flood, you know, we work with communities to find out as much information as possible. The communication between us can also lead to us to improving the flood warning service for them. We ensure our duty officers are kept updated with the most recent information by having regular catch-ups and training sessions with them, as well as like big debriefs following events. Um, by carrying out then post-event analysis, we can keep record of you know changes that are needed involving our team and others by producing work plans, which we regularly update so we can track progress in you know various communities across Wales. And then this allows us to provide the best possible service to the public. So again, it's that sort of uh, monitoring and improving all the time as well, isn't it? Yeah. So in addition to what's already been mentioned, immediately after we finish responding to a potential flooding event, if we're aware of a community flood plan in a flooded community, we'll try to get in touch with a flood plan lead to get an idea of how bad the damage is. Um, we can then signpost people who have suffered flooding to other useful resources, which can help them deal with the after effects of flood damage. 
Um, in the more long run, uh, we can organise drop-in sessions or newsletters for communities which have been particularly impacted and compile information from various teams within Natural Resources Wales to share with the public. Um, Natural Resources Wales will also perform an investigation into the flood if deemed appropriate and will compile recommendations on what can be improved for the future um, and our team generally coordinates these recommendations to make sure they are being acted upon. Oh, so that's really good to know as well that, it, you know, if there is um, an investigation, then it's not just sort of investigated and all oh, right. Well, these things need doing. There is actually somebody making sure those things do get done. And that's um, another bit of work that your team does. So um, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So um is climate change having an effect, do you think, on your work? Um, I know you mentioned right at the top that your uncle doesn't believe in climate <laughs> change. Um, but I think, you know, it is widely accepted now that it's having an impact already. Um, so is it affecting your work? And if so, how do you see it becoming more of a challenge in the future? And how will you adapt your ways of working, I guess, as well to address these changes? Yeah, so I've only been working at Natural Resources Wales for about Three years, so not as long as some people. Um, but a few of my colleagues who have been here longer have told me that they've been much busier with storms than they used to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that clocks with the science because we can probably expect a lot more flooding um, as a result of climate change, a lot more storms and bad weather. Um, this can result in a lot more disruption to communities at risk of river and sea flooding. Um, and yeah, communities need to be prepared now for the pos- possibility of worse events in the future, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we've been working closely with um, the local authority in relation to sea defences in Fairbourne, um, as one example, mm-hmm. which has been identified as an area of concern for future climate change and its impact. Uh, for now, our team works to provide the community with appropriate warnings whenever there is a risk of flooding. Um, flooding volunteers and the community have been doing like an absolutely amazing job of raising yeah. awareness and getting people to register to receive these warnings. Like gold medal to the um, flood volunteers in Fairborn. They have been doing fantastic work um, with raising awareness. Yeah, so important as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so climate change, as Gwenel said, is affecting our work. Undoubtedly, there are increased dry periods and droughts that I think we've all come to experience in recent years. But we've also noticed that, you know, the winter storms are becoming more frequent and definitely more intense. Um, This is something, obviously, the NRW, Natural Resources Wales, will have to adapt to going forward. But until then, like we can all yeah. try and help and reduce the risks of climate change by like reducing our carbon footprint. So, you know, walking to work instead of driving to work, turning off electricity sockets yeah. like when you're not in use, stuff like that, really, just to help. Yeah, but it all helps, doesn't it? That's the thing. They're small things, but they're small things we can all yeah, do at definitely. home. And will, you know, if we if we all do it, it will all add up, you know. Um, so I think looking to the future then, do you see your role changing or um, developing and how do you see a career developing and, and what do you love most about your job? Well personally I really enjoy working the warning and informing team. Uh, it is a challenging but rewarding experience. Mm. Um, a lot of our work involves problem solving uh, and using evidence to support our decision making process. Um, we have to work well with other teams within Natural Resources Wales as well, yeah. uh, but also with other organisations such as local authorities where our work and their work overlap. 
So that's like your local councils and things, isn't it? It is, yeah. So so we've all got our individual goals, but when we work together well, it means that, you know, the it becomes a lot more of a holistic approach. Absolutely, yeah. So my aim uh, is to continue developing within the team and to improve our existing food warning service. And that will only benefit our customers and our communities for the future. Yeah. So I actually started working right at the start of pandemic. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I don't really have a good uh, benchmark of what normal means um, for this team. Um, but I do get the impression that things have been changing very quickly in recent years. Mm. Um, so I went for almost two years without talking face to face with the people in the communities um, we've been supporting. So it was really, really nice to finally see colleagues from different teams and residents of these communities I've been in contact with um, at long last. Yeah. Um, I'm really not sure how my job will change in the future. Um, I know currently there is a lot of focus on softer flood risk management measures like community resilience and natural flood management, but I'm aware some people want us to be focusing on harder solutions like building more defences, just depending on what's happening at government level and whether there are different recommendations following future flooding, things could change a lot. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see indeed. Yeah, I'm excited for the future as we develop a new flood warning service for Wales. Um, this new service will bring opportunities to extend what we already deliver and will be more focused on communities at risk. Uh, this new service will enable our customers to be better prepared for flooding from main rivers and the sea. I love the feeling I get from helping people in my role. It's nice to work so hard in events, but to know communities are happy with the service we're providing and very rewarding knowing we've given them adequate time to be able to prepare, plan and protect their livelihoods. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a rewarding part of the job, you know, absolutely. Thank you, all of you. Thanks to Gwen, Ogwin and Holly for giving up your time to talk to me today. It's just been so interesting to hear about all the work that you've been doing and continue to do to help communities in Wales prepare for possible flooding and, you know, to hear what a difference that makes in real life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or by the email address that you can find in the show notes. You'll also find links to our flood risk management pages where you can view some of the things we've talked about here today. Thanks for listening.